Sherman Williams don't have shit on this. Happy birthday. It's your birthday today. What does that mean? I guess I'll try to explain that 21 years ago on this day. It was the first time your parents saw your beautiful face. And nine months before that magical day, your dad probably took your mom out on a date and they were having a good time. They were dancing and drinking wine. And when they got home, they were horny as hell. And your dad threw your mom down on the bed and he tore her panties off. And his penis was hard as a rock. And then your mom really wanted to give your dad head, but your dad also wanted to give your mom head, so they formed a 69, and your mom came at least three times. And then your dad was so excited to get inside your mom that he forgot to put a condom on, and when he realized his mistake, he had ejaculated and it too late and then your mom got pregnant and your dad started crying he wanted your mom to get an abortion but your mom wanted a child and nine months later you were born and then five months later All right, all you beautiful listeners out there, this is another episode of the Ectoplasm Show. I am Jason Koopsik, and of course, Josh Hurd is here with me. How's it going, Josh? What is up, sir? How's it going up there? I'm excited. It's your birthday show. My birthday show. This is the. It does come out on my birthday. It does. I wasn't even thinking about that. You get to be on my birthday show, Chris. That's great, man. I'm really honored. That's. I would ask how old you're going to be, but that's probably not too no. old. I'm going to be 34. Oh, shit. Air Anyways, <laughs> we, have, um, we have Chris Sutton with us. He's going to be speaking at the conference, or Kansas City Paranormal Conference this year. And he is listed in his bio as a shamanic practitioner and a paranormal investigator. How's it going, Chris? It's going great, Josh. It's going great, Jason. Um, glad to be on the show, man. Yeah, we're glad to have you, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about how you got started in in both of those fields. Was it together or was it separate and just kind of merged both of them? Or Yeah, that's a good question. It, it came separately. Um, probably the big, I had a big defined event, um, which calls the spiritual event, I guess you'd call it, um, Twenty about 24 years ago. Um I was not a very spiritual person, a religious person for that matter. And my wife, Julia, had been um, had been a powwow dancer when she was an explorer's um, Girl Scout. And the, for some reason, we were living in some little small town in northeastern Illinois. And for some reason, 20 minutes away from us was the, the powwow nationals for all the United States and Canada at this fairgrounds. And, you know, why, you know, it's one of those things that happens and when 
it, when spirit wants you to run into something that puts you right in front of you and you just crash into it. And so um, she goes, hey, let's go to the power. My mom goes, this is going to be great. So I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't know much about it and that sort of stuff. And so um, we went and I walked into a well, we livestock barn, basically with the open sides and stuff like that. These have cows or pigs and stuff like that to be judged. But they had a warrior's dance going on, going on there, and it's, it's they call, it was called a gourd dance. And the drums were very, very intense. And my also, and I sort of started to, you know, kind of lose my sense of reality, so to speak, in this present world, in this our, our reality. And I realized that I had one foot in this world, and one foot in another world. I guess what you call the spiritual world. And from then on, um, my life was just totally changed. And so I walked out of there and I thought, wow, there's something here. I have no idea what in the world this is. I have no prior experiences that I could re recollect at that time. So I went and grabbed a book. And that's the way I attack stuff as I start reading about it. And picked a book called Black Elk Speaks. It's about a Lakota Sioux medicine man who was written back in the 1930s. And I read about him. He was, you know, did all these shamanic things. And so, wow! I said, I really want to learn about these types of things and 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 how to 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 do it. And so I was picked up a newspaper. This little um, metaphysical newspaper came out of Chicago. We weren't too far from Chicago. And said, oh, they're having a place, and that's where you share the sacred pipe. And I thought, wow, that's really cool because I read all about that. And so I I call him up. Hey, can I come up? Yeah, come on up. And that's what got it going. And I've just been on that path ever since then of, of learning and, and doing and learning and doing. And you never stop learning um, and you never stop doing. And so you do different things. And so that's that's basically, you know, that's how it started. So, yeah, I definitely I started in the, the shamanic field first or the, the spiritual things. Um, and I sort of backed into the paranormal. Um, a friend of mine's son was a DJ at a college radio station here in where I live now. And he wanted to do a Halloween night show. Now the college there was an old, it's been there for years and years and years. It was a, a woman's school called Monticello. It had some very old buildings that were built back in the 1800s. And so we did it, he goes, I said, I thought to myself, well, I've never done this before. I mean, maybe a little bit, I've had people consult with me about, you know, they had scared by ghosts and stuff like that and I'd talk to them about it, but I'd never done an investigation. So, well, hey, you know, I, I, I know how to deal with energy and things like that. So we had, we did the investigation I, and I did it the only way I knew how, which was, you know, using the, the spiritual tools that I had and the shamanic tools that I had. And we did that and we did it live over the radio and it went really well. And that's what, how I got started doing paranormal work. That's wow. outstanding. That's <laughs> um so what what do you what do you do with that now is there um do you run a, a, a paranormal investigative group or is it just you or or how how do you do how do you practice this now what i do now primarily is if people have problems i'm usually the one they <clears throat> I'm the one they call them after the shits hit the fan, basically. Yeah. Um, they're having a lot of problems, and, you know, the investigators have been in, and they can't really, you know, figure it out or whatnot. Or, you know, it's, not, it's you know, a lot of people who do investigations um, don't deal with the real, you know, nasty stuff, and I don't blame them, you know. That's 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 not their thing. Um, so that's when I get the call, and that's something they, they just can't solve or um, if it's bothering people. I've had several people who were... <laughs> 
um, felt they're being sexually molested by by um, paranormal beings and things like that. So I get those kinds of calls too. Um, but basically, when there's something difficult, and I'm calling to do a cleansing, um, that's the, that's a lot of work I do. But I also work also with um, some local groups here. I'll, I'll go out with them, and um, what I like to do when I'm doing with groups is just kind of be like the bird dog and go out and find hot areas and have them set up there and things like that and um and then help them investigate like that so i do that as well it's really cool now what what is like when you say you do like the cleansing and things like that chris um what what is that process like basically um you know just basically step by step the way i was taught to do it the way i've done it since then is I basically I use I use sage and I use candlelight. Um, sometimes I'll use sweet grass, which is another. Um, a, it's it's sort of like sage. I mean, it's, it smells different. It's a lot sweeter, obviously. Um, and sometimes I use a, a bell or a rattle as well. But mostly I will start very. I'll start in the basement, and I'll start with smudging with the. Now that means I take sage, and I've got a, an abalone shell that I put it in, sure. and I light it get it going real well so it it's a lot of smoke and whatnot and i start cleansing the area um and i'll start and i'll walk around clockwise through the through a room and just work myself up through the house um and then after the i've used the the sage in a room i will seal that off the candlelight now the sage is a cleansing agent that will help rid the negative energy now the candlelight um and the way i practice is the, the is a like a, a metaphor for the life spirit, and so by bringing that in, it's bringing the positive energy. So you you cleanse things and you bring the positive energy in. Um, sometimes you just touch a sweet grass because that will attract positive spirits. And sometimes you want to do that if you've had a negative spirit bothering some people. You want to bring in some helpers to um, make, kind of make sure that the the bad guys stay out. Sure. Um, and so ba- you go from house to house. I mean, I'm sorry, from room to room through the house all the way up and you want to make sure you have a window open on the top floor it's never happened to me but i've heard stories of windows blowing out um if the door if the window wasn't open so they you know whatever it is could escape wow um so you, you do that yeah i mean one, i heard one story i didn't obviously didn't see it but the whole door frame came or the whole window frame came out oh my god um, something bad was coming out of there that was a a native person told that story i heard that story and um so now do that then i will um once I've got the house inside the house cleaned, I'll go around the outside of the house, do the same thing. And then um, as I go along, I'll drop some black salt or you can use any type of salt, sea salt, um, regular salt, doesn't matter. Salt around the outside of it to seal that. So you've got like a barrier set up around the house and the rooms are cleansed. So hopefully that will keep out what you know has been troubling them now what i also do is i also who's ever living there i teach them how to do it they come along with me it's not some secret process right right i always teach people how to help themselves i don't want to call me back i don't want to go to you know do the same thing over and over and over right um and that's just you know i just teach them doing give them give them some empowerment i you know also you know help tell them to take charge you know i walk into a place and i you know i i'll I'll admit i go in them you know and i'm not going to take any shit off of anything. Um, right. I've been kicked. Yeah, I've been kicked down. Yeah, it could, it could, it could happen. But um, yeah, I mean that's kind of my attitude. Is I'm going to go in there and, and you know I'm in, I'm in there to help these folks, and I'm going to help cleanse whatever's in there and get it out. And so I teach them too to, to take empowerment to say no, 
a lot of times people are very passive about these and scared but I said no hell no get your voice tell it no you got to go sure and become more aggressive even more assertive in their in their own situation um and so all that's part of the deal that they they learn how to do everything themselves so they can take they can take control of their own house that's very very cool um I have a and quick you know a lot question. of people don't do that either you know mhm so no, I'm sorry, Jason. Go ahead, but No, it's okay. I have a, a question specifically about the salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just envisioning you walking around putting the salt down. Now, how does that work to keep these spirits out? Ah, what I'm doing. Now, this is salt itself. Is that a brain? I mean, salt's been used for hundreds of years for this very thing as a sealer. I'd say... Um, in magical times, it's known as a barrier to magic. So, what I'm doing, actually, what I'm doing, actually, this whole time, I'm not. To, these things are tools, basically. The the sage, I mean, is historically used for a cleanser. But when I'm using the sage, I'm also, I'm also bringing in energy through during the process. So when I start, so let me back up because I just kind of gave you the, the um, what what you see sort of stuff, you know, the the physical action. Before I start, I become connected to um, <clears throat> to the, the energy. I mean, some people call it chi, some people call it spirit, whatever you want to call it. The force, I mean, the force is a wonderful way of explaining it, explaining it because it's a common frame of reference for people. Sure. And But you're bringing this energy, and it's not my energy, it's not me that's really doing the work. It's spirits doing the work. And so I bring that through me, through my feet, through my top of my head. Um, there is an exercise called becoming a hollow bone that... Frank Fool's Crow, who was a Lakota Sioux holy man, taught people. And I knew people that knew him. And they said, hey, you know, this is, you know, this is what he would do. And so you bring all this energy into you and you let it, you, you just, you're a conduit the whole time for spirit. You become a hollow bone so spirit can cut work through you. So the energy comes through you. So this whole time, whether I'm cleansing, I'm, I'm putting out energy to cleanse. If I'm bringing the light of spirit, the same thing, I'm bringing in the light of spirit. And I'm asking that when I bring the sweet grass out, I'm asking the helpers to come and help these people and to help me. There are guides that I have that will come with me when I'm doing these types of things. Um, and so I, they, they are there to help me as well. And they will tell me things and, and sort of they don't like to have, hold conversations, but you kind of get the when you're when you're in this type of, of state, when you allow the spirit to work through you, you, you listen to your heart. Um, you kind of put your brain away and you let you do with it what your heart tells you to do during these situations. And so I'm running the energy through the whole thing, through the whole time. Now, when I'm outside laying the salt down, what I'm also doing is I'm laying a barrier. And I tell the folks this too, that to be, you know, to be in prayer when they're doing these things or, you know, whatever they're comfortable with. And, you know, some people prefer the more, are more Christian view of it. And I said, well, you know, you ask the Holy Spirit to bless this, bless the circle. Um, but in my case, I'm asking for the energy to come through me to, to create this circle. But we're also, at the same time, so we've established a barrier where I'm going to show them that's going to come above the above the house and below the house because things will work around that. Anything corporeal, human, animal, raccoon, whatnot can walk through that thing. But the spirit, if you maintain it, will generally stay out. Um, I keep things around my house. Well, I have wards around my house. I have things buried in the ground around my house to keep things out yeah that i have to refresh once in a while so that's what i'm doing is I'm, I'm basically letting spirit work through me and um so it's energies involved the whole the whole step of the way every step of the way 
Okay, so it's not the salt itself, because I was kind of picturing it as a, a barrier, but it's really only it, what it looks like, anyways. There's really only a two-dimensional barrier because, mm-hmm. right? Um, things can come from above or below. It seems like to me, and I was wondering how that worked. But I think you explained it pretty well. That's you're exactly right, too, Jay. I mean, that's um, that's. Yeah, it's what it's what people when people see that and they say, oh, well, you know, you're right, it's two dimensional. But if you you know you're using the energy work, the salt is just a, a, a um, I mean, it, it, there is, I mean, according to well, a lot of things I've read that the salt is a deterrent, but so it's it's nice to use that because people people still have a rec, you know recognize that as something that stops these things, but if you use the whole package, it is it, it envelops the whole place. So you, you did mention that there hasn't really anything like that has been able to resist you, but is at, at least in the mm-hmm. end. But has there any been any cases where it was really hard on you? Oh yeah. Um, now you. Yeah, let me tell you something about resistance too. First, I mean they. A lot of times things will take off on you, and whether it's me or a lot of other people, but they'll 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 try to get back in after you're gone. Um, but. Um, there have been times that if I've been scared, yeah, that I was, I do a tour of the house at a, at a local haunted mansion here that is, it's pretty legit haunted too. Um, and I help them out sometimes. And there's been a couple times in theirs where the house ghosts are pretty friendly and they actually enjoy the, the attention. Um, there are sometimes some transients come through there and there's been a couple times when there's been some pretty bad things roaming around. Um, so I've been like, you know, been a little bit, a little bit edgy about it. But I just, you know, stick to my training and stick, you know, I don't freak out or anything like that. I just, you know, I believe in what I, when I do, I believe in what spirit does. And so I just hold on to that. And, um, so far so good. I mean, I, well, I, you know, I've been scratched. Um, I've been grabbed in the leg, but that was more, I think that felt almost more affectionate. It didn't feel like a threat to me. I've been hit with a rock, um, oh, wow. that type of stuff, you know, but it's nothing big. I mean, it's more them screwing with you more than anything else. Um, but yeah, you can tell, you know, that you see something, you know, that's darker than dark and it's not usual. It's, I have one people say, Oh, there's a kid next to you. I said, that's not a kid. You know, this is is not a kid. You know, it's, it's kind of nasty, but it's, it's being cool. It's not bothering anybody. So, um, probably what, what I have to work, watch out for anything else is I, is I'm more empathic as, as a psychic myself part of me and so i'm more likely to get emotional um if i'm not careful if i don't keep my own energy up sometimes you get more wrapped in the work and helping other people and you forget about you know keeping yourself safe and all of a sudden you got all these sad emotions and things like that ripping through you you're like in tears and stuff like that and it's like wait a minute that's, that's not mine yeah. and you realize that a spirit has contacted you and then dumped some of their crap into you um that's where i you know that's what i have i really have to work look out for the most so far i mean like i said i'm not who knows what could happen you know next time i go out um not that I, you know i don't think anything bad super bad's gonna happen like that but i you know i've certainly read some stories about people having problems and things like that so i definitely trust my guides and i trust the energy and i trust the spirit and um make sure i'm just not stupid out there yeah now as an as an empath though like how hard is it to, like you said, you kind of touched on it there. How mm-hmm. how hard is it to to differentiate between somebody else's feelings or an entity's feelings or whatever, and and your own? Is it easier than to pick up 
on that spirit if you're in essence you know feeling that spirit or at least experiencing their feelings yes it's i can feel things before i, I mean i can sense energies but i can feel that type of thing i mean i can um because so many spirits have are stuck probably because of some emotional attachment they have so they're really um emotionally involved with what they're doing there's a a building here in town in Alton, Illinois. I live in Godfrey, Illinois, right next to Alton. Um, old YWCA building. And there's a young woman in there, spirit, who's like 15 years old, who's always looking for the kids. Oh, and I, wow. The first time I went, went there to investigate, um, I could feel her just pacing the hall. She's looking for the kids. And she'll go through the whole place, but she's really central around one thing. But I try, when I'm doing that part, I try to stay by myself. Or always have one other person with me. Sure. That way I can differentiate a lot easier. If I'm in a big group of people, um, it, you can kind of tell the difference because it, it kind of comes in on a different wavelength than, than the person does. Because mm-hmm. um, I do spiritual advisement and things like that too. So I encounter that. And I've worked in social services for almost 30 years. And so I can tell kind of the difference between a human, you know, a live person's vibe, sort of, you know, emotional vibe versus a spiritual emotional vibe. If you're all packed in together in one place, it would be it'd be a little bit more difficult um, for me anyway. Wow. But I'm probably more effective if I'm out kind of out with this one other person. And you should never. And I'm gonna tell people. You guys know this. You're pros. But people out there, don't go by yourself. Um, you know, I do that stuff. I've done that stuff, and it's just not smart to do. Right. Mostly because you can fall through a floor or something. But yeah, exactly. Um, hurt. You know, that's the biggest concern. But also, you can get stuck in there with something that, you know, and you need that uh, support of having another person there with you. But um, I like to be able to feel like that because I can feel out um, a ways from my body and then I can pick up energy and I can pick up those feelings and things like that. But then again, I got to be real careful that I, you know, I keep that because you don't, I can keep, I can really get my energy thick around me, but then I can't feel anything. So I got to kind of, you know, just be careful, bring the bears down a little bit and be careful and um, try to figure out what's going on out there and then shut down real quick if it's something that's because sometimes they like to lay that stuff on you and you guys have been out and you probably experienced some of the same things yeah. um, where they'll try to they seem to enjoy it or they're trying to get energy off you for whatever reason and <laughs> next thing you know you got a lot of emotions going on yeah it's never uh, a fun experience <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh so these things you run into and remove are there are they all different or are there like classifications or levels of different kinds? That's a good question. I've never really I have read about different classifications. Some seem more intelligent than others. But I think that's you know, you've got the thing where they're I forget what the term is for a ghost that's stuck and just does repetitive things like that. You've got that class and some of them now some of them might be human, some of them aren't human as well. Um it might be from some other something different. I've talked with Dave Roundtree one time. I don't know if you know who Dave is. He um, sure. talks a lot about dimensional stuff. Right. And um, that these might not be, you know, human ghosts. And I'm starting to kind of think about that. And actually, I was talking to somebody who was a, who was a, who was a Wiccan the other day. And she goes, well, you know, you ever think about them being goblins and stuff like that? I said, you know, I don't know. That's that's a good question. I mean, I mean those, those little, little stories come from someplace. Right. Um, but... You know, if they're a dimensional being, then God knows what it is. So, I mean, there are, there seems to be somewhat differences. Um, I don't know if I'm that adroit where I can, oh, I know what this class is, that class is. Some people do that. Um, 
I think when I if I start worrying about what class they are, then I'm going to run into trouble. You know, I just got to deal with it as it comes, sure. and just try to stay open. So, um, but there are different people like because there are spirits that help us. I mean, you know, spirit guides and things like that. Um, there are spirits who, you know, asshole in life, asshole on death, kind of, you know, and they're just there to mess with you. Um, they're the ones that are stuck in the place and time because of some traumatic event. And I guess you could say that there are some potential entities that aren't really from the human realm. Wow. Let's talk a little bit about your spirit guides. Are they spirits of former humans? Or are they yes. angelic or both? Uh, former humans, mostly. Um, my great-grandmother is one. And um, she, um, when I was five years old, and I, I said earlier, you know, I said when I was when I first had my spiritual awakening, I at that time I didn't realize I didn't had not really known I had any other spiritual experiences, but I started thinking back. And when I was five years old, I was um, my grandmother was in a nursing home in, in southern Missouri. My, my my parents are from southern Missouri, and um, so we were down there visiting her. And it's one of those old funky nursing homes back in the day where they didn't have any rules and you know cleanliness and things like that. So it smelled like piss. Yeah. And you're five years old. You're not very good at you know at dealing with that sort of thing without being a brat. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so you know, I tried. You know, I really <laughs> did. But it was hard. And so my mom and dad would let me go outside and play. And you know, back then, it, it, you didn't worry about things like that. Um, you letting a five year old play out in the yard. This is the nursing home and stuff. And so, anyway, I'm out there goofing around. And this old lady walks up to me. Well, that makes sense because I'm in a nursing home. So that wasn't too freaking. Yeah. And she's got a shawl on and stuff, and she she doesn't really say anything, but she kind of makes noises, you know, and pats me and things like that, and and just on the cheek, sort of, and, and nothing, if, you know, nothing that scared me. I was wasn't scared at all. And she had me this little this little baby doll thing, and it was um that old plastic that would break, and it was like it was broken over the, the in the chest, like around the heart or something like that, or something. I couldn't feel, you know, give me a broken toy. So I'm down looking at, it, and I looked up to say thank you, and she was like about. 30 yards away from me. Oh, wow. And, and, and then she was gone. And I'm like, wow, you know, but you're five years old. You don't think like, okay, you know, um, that was kind of weird, but you know, I got something, at least something to play with now. <laughs> and so years later, I'm looking through an old family year, family photo album that my, my mom's mom had had, or my mom's dad had had. And, um, I'm looking at it and lo and behold, I'm looking at this, I pulled, turned the page, there's a picture and there's that woman. It was my great great it was my great great grandmother, I think, or great grandmother. Wow. And there she was just sitting right there. She was dead at the time when the when that happened. Sure. And so you know, she um so ever since and I kind of figured it out, then that's okay. That's that's a guide right there because she was she was letting me know right there and then that not that I would know then, but I would know later that she was looking out for me. Um I, there's a neat little story that goes with that. Um my daughter's 24 now. Back when she was, you know, she's just at the age where, almost the age where daddies don't give baths anymore to their, their daughters. Sure. And so um, one of the last times I gave her a bath. And so we're doing a bath and thing. And I can, and all of a sudden I feel this energy change in her room. I can feel her come in. I can, she has a definitely a different energy signature I can recognize. And I can kind of see her face and stuff like, oh, you know, hey, great grandmother, come on in. You know, and so I'm watching. And all of a sudden, you know, she's watching. I can feel her watching me. And I said, well, you, you, it's okay. You, what do you want? And so I felt this tingle go down both my arms into my hands. 
And, and I was getting scared to wash, wash my daughter's hair. And I thought, oh, that's what you want. She wanted to wash her hair. And so we lathered her up, you know, and washed her hair. And I could feel the tingle through my hands the whole time. And as soon as we were done, it was gone and she took off. But she wanted to wash her great, great granddaughter's hair. And oh. so she just, I, you know, she was, I, was, I felt safe letting her do that. And so um, that's what happened. And so, um, that's 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 one of my guides. Um, that's but, a pretty you know, cool story, cool though. Like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, and it's it's you, know, you get these kind of relationships. I, they, I mean, she's kind of like my overall, you know, looks after me and stuff like that. I also have a couple other guides. One that I I talk to when I'm healing. He he tends to come around when I was healing. He was um, actually the keeper of Sitting Bull's pipe at one time. He was he taught me a few things. I was able to go to his house a few times and and sit with him and just talk about this kind of stuff and he'd been a, a uh, he'd been a student of fool's crows who i talked about earlier and like i said he was a keeper of sitting bulls of sitting bulls ceremonial pipe the one that sitting bull actually had and i got to smoke that one time and that was just just so freaking cool it's amazing uh, i'll never forget that um but you know he passed he went to spirit several years ago but if i'm doing healing work i i i kind of ask him to come with me and, and to watch over me and to help me out, and to, and so he does. You can feel him, you can feel him there. Another one will sit if I'm doing journey work, um, or I'm if I'm I need to be kind of out of it for a while. I've got another guy who'll come and sit with me and watch me. Um, and now these are these are all things I've picked up over the years, and uh, he developed his relationship with with them and things like that. So um, yeah, absolutely. That's so, amazing. Yeah, that's that's how this. But you know, you they come to you. Sometimes you've met them in real life. Sometimes you haven't. Um, I've been lucky to actually met some of mine in real life, at least one of them. Um, most people don't, wow. but to be able to identify them and, and to some extent. And um, but most of the time, you just it's like okay, you're there, and I I, I trust that, and I feel good about it. You, you know, in your heart, um, if it's a good deal or not for you. Um, just because some spirit comes to you and, and, and you know, it doesn't mean it's necessarily a good thing all the time because, like, you know, I said before, just because they're, just because they're dead doesn't mean they, they know anything anymore than anybody else does in, in life. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that's basically that's how guys come to you. You ask for them to come to you, pray for them to come to you. Um, some people, like I said, some people like the angels, you know, Michael and Gabriel and those types of things, which is just as cool, you know. That's, that's great. That's Whatever works for you, you know, that sort of thing. But again, it requires thought. You have to think about, it, pray about it, um, and ask them to come visit you, and uh, they will eventually. Now, is what will somebody know the sensation of being if they're asking for it? Mm-hmm. How much work is it to get started in trying to um, call them in? You have to be very patient um, because they're going to test you and see if you're really ready. Um, Yeah, yeah, you've got to be very patient, I think, um, because a lot of people, and here, like I said, I didn't start until I was 35 years old with this, and so it took me a long time just to break down all the old crap that I learned when I was younger and, you know, suspend my disbelief and things like that. And you've got to work through that kind of thing. And they're there with you the whole time. But once you finally break through some of those veils and you peel away some of those things, you know, your, your layers of disbelief that's been drilled into you, excuse me, then, then things start to open up for you. You start to see things. Um, 
one of the the medicine tradition I follow the most right now. Actually, I'm a member of, of a what they call the Red Cedar Circle, which is uh, Sasiwis Medicine of the Northwest Coast of U.S. and you know uh, up into Canada. Um, one of the teachings there, and I, I give this teaching all the time to people, is everybody's got medicine. Everybody has a gift that they can use, one to heal themselves, and then they can go and use it to heal other people. It could be any, all sorts of different things. You can, might be a good listener. You might be good at healing. You might be good at talking and bringing a message to people. I mean, or a good artist or anything like that. It's, it's like a, a, a special talent. Everybody's got one. But to, in order to really to obtain it to where you can use it, you have to really think about it a lot. You have to, and some people say pray. It's whenever I, I, I almost don't like using the word pray because it's very Judeo-Christian and some people shy away from that. I mean, I, the way I understand it is that praying means that I'm not asking for something, I'm communing with spirit. Um, praying to me is not asking for, for um, win the lottery and stuff like that or asking for good things to happen. I, I try to make good things happen. And so, when you're working and you're praying about this and thinking about what, the, what your medicine is, this is part of the process of breaking these veils down because we start believing that there's a whole other world out there and these these people or these spirit guides are in that world. They're not, they can get into our world, but you've got to cross that bridge to get to them. Yeah. And once you thin the veils down enough, like, and I, a lot of it to me happened to me, I, I, I when I had the thing at the, with the drumming, at the um, at the powwow, the veils got shoved back kind of artificially through the drums and everything like that. Not artificially, but I mean, it, it made me see what was there. Now and then, you know, I kind of closed back up again, but I knew it was there. And that's what usually happens. That's your call right there. Your call to adventure to um to start seeking spirit is when something like that happens because you know it's now you now, now you know it's there. You just, you just want to get there, and so you keep working at it. And once those once you start getting more into it. And you believe more in spirit, start getting more into the spiritual realm, then the the guides will come to you. Do you think that, you know, society as we know it today, has played a big part in that uh, that hindrance of people finding their true callings like that, like the abilities that we all possess? Yes, uh, with without a doubt, um, and. I'm not gonna sit there and say you know the culture's bad and things like that. I mean, there's a lot of things right. the culture could pick out that I think are, are ridiculous. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, to say now you have a calling and you know for years means you're going to the priesthood yeah. uh, or becoming yeah. a nun, and that's what you're called. That's the only callings you had. Exactly. It's one or the other, or, you know, or become a person of the cloth, and anything outside of that was considered strange. Um, I know so many people. I, I work with a lot of. At times I work with younger people who have these talents. And in in the tribal cultures, they right away this would have been recognized and nurtured and people would have worked with them on it and they wouldn't feel so much like outsiders. I mean, there are times, even before I woke up, there were times when I knew I was different, I didn't know why I was different, and I didn't know how to express it, didn't feel safe to express it. And even times after, you know, after I've gotten older at times, I'm, I'm not real comfortable doing it. Yeah. Um, although right now I don't give a shit anymore. I used to give a <laughs> shit, but I, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't care. <laughs> so like, that means I'm, I must have made some kind of progress because it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Right. Um, but 
and so you know these I mean, you get these kids who are are messed up because they they there's something they know there's something else and they just can not put their finger on what it is and I was I was talking to one of my coworkers the other day um, where I work at and her daughter is gifted she's an empath I asked what what she explained to me she has to be an empath and just you know being in big crowds drives her nuts being inside a schoolroom drove her nuts and and I, as soon as she started talking about it, I said she's an empathic she know and she she's probably um, very spiritual da, da, da. she goes you're right and I said yeah I said she goes yeah she went to a counselor and actually did did um, Reiki as a Reiki worker as well and so that that person understood what's going on was able to help her and so she does pretty well right now wow. and she looks at me and she goes Chris there'll be people like you in schools and I'm thinking to myself you know that was flattering for one thing for her to say that but it's like there should be people like us inside the schools you're talking with these kids so that you know because I, you know, again, I, I run to lots of kids at these metaphysical shops and things like that I teach at sometimes, and they just, they, they're just dying to, to learn about these things and to, and to try to understand why it is that they walk into a room and feel uncomfortable around a bunch of people sure. and why these, all these intrusive feelings and thoughts come to them and they don't know how to do it. They dream about things that, that happen. They don't know who to tell. I mean, when I was younger, um... I would tell my my parents about people. I don't like this person because this is this. Oh, you're be, just being silly. He's a fine person, and I damn good and well he weren't. And, but after <laughs> and you shut down. Yeah. And and you shut it down, and you've still got this this talent, and it starts eating away at you, and you just don't know what to do. Wow. It's pretty in, intense stuff, really, honestly, and especially when you talk about people not being able to to nurture their gifts like you're talking about you know what it's kind of a sad thing now do you think that there is a force out there other than our culture that may be trying to keep people from waking up wow that's a good question that um, is a i've good heard question. stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know the native a lot of native traditions have prophecies um, the Hopi and the Susiwas have really similar prophecies. We're in the fourth world, getting ready to go in the fifth. That there are people who they, in, in the Susiwas terms, they call them black shaman. And basically, what that means is that they are people who collect money and power to, to, to subjugate others. And you see this now, I mean, um, with people trying to use their money to influence elections, whether no matter what side of the fence they are, it happens. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're and what influences them is, is you know, because obviously that they people do acts that they're just totally contradictory to being human. Yeah. And is there, a, you know, I don't believe in the, I don't believe in the devil and things like that. Um, but I wonder myself. If there is not some type of something, I don't know, and I hate using the word evil, or like, you know, the dark side of something, you know, because with every light, there's dark. Sure. Um, there's always a balance. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I can't really fathom a particular um, person being, you know, like, like Satan. But like, is there is there a negative force somewhere? That's 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 infinitely possible. It's it starts running into the point with stuff where it's like it, you just, it's hard to put your finger out because you can't explain it. Now, have I felt it? Yeah. I mean, you can feel 
in large groups of people, um, if things you know start turning bad, they'll start turning bad with it. And yeah. so, um, what what comes over people when this happens? I mean, you see, you know, read the damn papers and and some of the things that people do now um, is just unfathomable. So yeah, is there something is there something that's that's dark that works inside of people? Sure as hell looks like it to me, but I, I don't know what it is. Um, I don't have a theory on that. But I, I believe that something's wrong. Something's out of balance. Um, I, you know, you go back to the Star Wars analogy, you know, light in the dark, and um, there's a lot of, you know, there's certainly some, some things you can look at that and say, yeah, that makes sense. You know, the, not just being a Sith Lord, but somebody who's under the influence of the dark side, you know, those things that are selfish and just for themselves. and Like somebody who did the murder-suicide stuff. I mean, how selfish can you be? Right. You know, if you want to take yourself, I mean, I, I, I hate to see that because I like to see people try to get help, but if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. But damn, don't, you know, you, you start taking other people, you're taking your whole family with you. Um, that's darkness, man. And I don't know, you know, exactly um, how, to, what exactly what it is. I, you know, I know I try to fight it personally, you know, as far as trying to help people to to get on the light side of things and to, to get connected with spirit and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I wish I could define it for you and give you so, a real, real good theory on it. But yeah. I, you know, I, just, I can feel it. I just don't know how to how to describe it. Do you think? So do you? You think it's um, the balance has shifted more towards the dark side right now? It feels like it to me at times. I mean, um, I know what I know what it looks like news wise, and you know what we see. But what what do you feel? I feel like it has. Yeah, it's scary to me. Um, the world as a whole um, to be honest I mean I usually don't talk about you know I usually don't think about this but I mean it does I mean deep down if there's something that I find scary about it um, it's culturally scary about it yeah and um, I, all I can do is do my best to try to you know bring the light wherever I can and that's all we all can do you know you know, is to try to get people to to see that peace and helping other people is the way to go and and just every little bit helps you know, every little thing that we can do to help other people and to to make other people see that helping others or or you know acting in a way that's nonviolent or um, beneficial to the rest of, of, of society um, is the way to go um, but yeah, it's there's some scary things out there right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I have a bit of a off the wall question. So if <laughs> oh, I love let's it. say that <laughs> a, aliens out there in our universe are real, they're really okay. out there and they're intelligent, and they <clears throat> are tapped into the same kind of metaphysical things as you are and other people are. Would you? Do you think that it would be? that they could be influencing us in that way or you or do you think that maybe there's a possibility that what you see you're um, putting a definition on it as to what you know and maybe it could be an alien you know Jason that's possible I mean to me I I, I can't say definitively that that's not true 
you, know you said that you, you, you recognize your great, your, yeah. you didn't recognize her at the time, but you recognize your great grandmother and some of your other ones. Right. Um, but have you seen anything that threw you off? You said that there's some out there for sure that weren't humans. Do you, right. do you know point. what those were? No. Could they be alien? Possible. Um, I don't know what they are. Um, now, you know, with aliens, you know, influence and things like that, I, you know, I, and I was into UFOs when I was, a, when I was a kid. I read all sorts of things about that. And I actually, I followed a lot of John Mack's work um, and Bud Hopkins' work with the abductees because I found that stuff fascinating. Um, I think that's, that's possible. Um, I haven't thought about a lot recently, but that certainly is a possibility, especially um, if, if you think of aliens as not just, you know, space travelers as far as, you know, through ships and whatnot, but also if you think of inter, as interdimensional beings. Um, Jacques Vallée, the French researcher and invest, UFO investigator, and really had some ideas about them being interdimensional because of the issues of time travel or space travel and things like that. Um, because he looked at the, a lot of the old stories um, from Europe about the little people coming out and snatching folks, um, much like the, the little the greys do now, um, as people say. So is this all intertwined in there? Could that be an influence? You know, I'm not saying it's, I'm not, I can't tell you it's not. And it's, I've thought about, you know, I've thought about all sorts of things. Because it could be, you know, influence the negative, influence the positive. I mean, you know, we might be some big lab experiment. Yeah. And, hey. you know, somebody's trying to say, okay, if we do, we exert this kind of force, you know, well, you like the story of Job, where, you know, you know, God says, okay, well, Job's my, you know, my best follower and things like that. Well, you know, Satan goes, wait till I get through with him and puts him through all this shit. Um, so is it something similar to that, you know, or, you know, or something like from, you know, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, something Douglas Adams would dream up, you know, you know, using the Earth, where the Earth is actually just a big experiment. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, social, you know, alien social engineering and things like that, you know. Because well, I, I know people that can do, can project themselves, actual projection, and also mm-hmm. people that are able to travel in their dreams, and they're able to go out into the universe, into space, and travel around. If an alien race out there was metaphysically connected to things the way that we are, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to travel here astrally. That's possible too. To interact with us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there. I, I, have, I have talked to people who have done the astral thing and um, it's interesting stuff. Um, I've chosen not to mess with it because it's just not something I'm really or I don't want to get that far with my body actually. Yeah. Um, I'm not comfortable with that, but that's I've got enough to you know I got enough to chew on right now about <laughs> adding other things to it. So, um, but I admire people who do that stuff. I mean, I can't say I've never done something like that because I've done it to help people with like something. Um, I had a, a shop owner in Chicago one time it was a friend of mine. Somebody put something in her shop, some some negative things, and so I did an astral thing on that and found out what it was and and told her about it. And she got rid of it. But that was all on the earth and things like that. And I don't, I haven't done it very often. That was more of a journey thing for me, I think. Um, but um, yeah, there's all sorts of neat, neat things out there. But yeah, I mean, aliens, you know, uh, can they be, it could be interdimensional, astral, um, even if they've broken, you know, the um, being able to break the speed of light 
you know, all sorts of all sorts of possibilities yeah. there. Too many things happen that can't be explained. That's well, I want to bring truth. up uh, something else you mentioned earlier a little bit. You mentioned the little people. Somebody suggested that it may be a goblin or, or a little person. Mm-hmm. I use that as a general term, but right. like an elf or, or whatever. Now, I know that the Native American culture is teeming with stories about little people of the forest or elves yeah. or, or stuff like that. Have you come across anything like that or do you have you heard stories about stuff like that i have <laughs> i have seen stuff um i can't explain that's about the right size um something flew i was out my deck one day out in the backyard and something flew in front of me and it wasn't a bug and uh, i've seen you know i've lived in this area most of my life and i've never seen anything like it and it just zoom right by me and so i'm like okay um <laughs> You know, there's something there, and I there's a there's a neat little forest preserve, or they call it the Nature Institute. It's not too far from my house. A lot of old growth trees, oaks, and things like that. And you know, I mean, I'm English Irish basically, and so I'm 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 trying to be in tune with those stories as well, um, with those the teachings of the of the old ways. And there are little things out there where I go that that seem to have come over from you know that would be more in line with the, with the old country stuff but in, in probably too because yeah you're right the the native americans do have a lot of stories about little people and um it would be you know in line with all that kind of stuff and i can hear them twittering and stuff sometimes and i've seen i've had people go out there with night night vision goggles and i've seen some pretty strange things in the dark so um yeah, I I have seen that. There is a there are elementals that come through the house sometimes. Um, my wife sees those too. They look look like little fur balls, and they run across the floor. And like you know, you don't look, don't know quite what they're up to. And they they get through the you know they they get through my uh, wards and stuff. So they're they're not bad things. I mean, there's no negativity to them. I guess they're like little errand boys for the spirits. I don't know, but um, so I've seen those running around before. Little elementals. And um, there's an air spirit to this not too far from here. It sometimes hangs out in some trees by my house. I've felt her before. Um, and that's what I call her, for lack of a better word, to call it anything else. Um, was an air elemental. That's what has, the, has that kind of feel to me, too. And that's kind of what she indicates. So there's um, a spirit of some kind. So, yeah, I mean, I, there's all sorts of things running around out there. This is something that I've been um, diving into lately. And I, after after we get done recording the show, even not tonight, even just keep in contact. I'd like to talk with you about um, who I could talk to. Maybe some people that you know that can I can talk to in more depth about Native American interaction with little people. Sure, that'd be awesome. So you have you have any more questions, Josh? Honestly, yeah, I have one. I have one more question. Um. And I just wanted to ask you, Chris, like in your, just in your opinion, mm-hmm. what is it that you think, what is it that is keeping the spirits here? What is it that, that draws them in and leaves them behind, so to speak? Why are they here? What do they want, if anything? I think some of them are... I really buy in this thing where if they've died traumatic or something traumatic has happened to them in life that they never um, even though they can leave they 
Yeah. They don't have the wits about them to do so, or they don't want to. They, they're seeking resolution. Right. That they can never get. They do the same things over and over again. Um, you know, some of them, I think, are attracted to energy. And so they stick around because of that. I mean, I live in a town. I live in a river town. In Alton, Illinois, you know, supposedly one of the more haunted places in the United States. Sure. We got water and a ton of limestone. It's all on bluffs and things like that. So there's a lot of that energy going around. Yep. Um, in the case of McPike Mansion, where I'm at a lot, um, the family chooses to stay. They like it there. Uh, they can leave if they want to, but they prefer not to. And so they, they just stick around. Um, it has to do a choice. I think at every level we have choices. And and some people tell me some spirits just don't want to leave. Others, you know, you got this thing about um, up here causing trouble just, you know, for a purpose. Um, again, I don't believe in demons per se because um, people believe the demons come here to try to um, take souls and things like that. Right, right. Or, you know, wreak, wreak havoc. Um, but you know what? I get all these stories about all these demons. You know, I tell you what, man, the pit's got to be empty if there's demons. You know, they're all here. <laughs> That's so, true. You know, you watch, you watch any of the shows anymore, yeah, the demons was, are out there. I was oh, just going to bring that up. Who's minding, who's minding the store? I mean, you know, <laughs> hell's empty. I was just going to bring that up, man. Um, <laughs> there is another place that they can go. The, the, some may be trapped here, or some may decide to stay behind, but there is a place out beyond this uh, plane or whatever that they can go to after sure. they've yes. passed on. That is my belief. Yeah. Yes, it is. Now, in your belief or whatever i know that you said you know you don't necessarily believe in hell or whatever do you do you believe in in a in a place like heaven then no okay um because you got the you got polar opposites that's why i don't sure and it's even people divinely inspired tend to write things that reflect what they want to project out so to speak um you know if you want people to follow your way you're gonna say well if you follow our way you're gonna to go to heaven and if you don't you're going to hell and they make right. equally one is wonderful the other one is equally just terrible yeah. so i think you take your own heaven and hell with you um I, a- I believe that if you try to live a good life i think if you go to the next place then you're going to be you know it'll be okay for you i think if you if you don't i think you're going to, when you cross over that you know you you know you didn't do it right and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to face that. I think that's a really um, cool way love, to look at it, man. I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, some people think you have a life review when you get done, and you know, your good things, all your bad things, and you know that I guess you know, looking at object, you know, objectively. Um, but yeah, I mean, you create your own hell, and you yeah. create your own heaven. It depends what you do with the life that you got it. Um. I like, you know, the Buddhist way of looking at it, it's like, you know, they you, you just finally get there. You, you do all things you need to do, and you finally go to nirvana. Well, they believe got- in, and what I was just going to ask you is, they mm-hmm. is, do you believe in reincarnation? That a spirit can come back and inhabit a body if they choose? That was one thing I was dead set against for a long, long time. Um, because I just didn't, it just didn't make sense to me. Or why it would do that, but you know, I did. I did read on some Buddhism and things like that. I, I tried to. Read, I read up a lot of the Eastern things. So I like. I like Taoism and Buddhism. 
I met somebody I knew I know I knew another life. Um, and I'm damn sure of it. Wow. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I don't know what to think now. I just don't. I'm just like, what the eh, eh. Cause it fit in with the vision I had one time. Um, I, um, it was a very terrible, it wasn't, it was not pleasant. It was about the death of somebody I love very much. And, um, at that, at that point, you know, I wasn't anybody in this lifetime. It was just a vision I had. And I thought I didn't know what it was for. And then all of a sudden I met the person and I realized that, um, what the whole deal was about. And I'm like, I'm not so sure now. Wow. Um, it's, um, we'll talk about it. And, um, I see you guys in case it, it decon, but, um, Heck yeah. um, it's, it's, it's really strange, man. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> huh. no, I cannot <laughs> wait to hear about that, brother. It's an interesting story. Believe me. That's going to be great to have you there this year. Can you, um, is there something you're going to talk about that you haven't mentioned? Like, I know you're not going to talk about exactly what we talked about today. Can you talk a little bit on what you are going to speak at on the conference? I, I can definitely. It's called, um, the name of the, my presentation is called The Shaman and the Dead. And what I will be sharing is kind of how I do things. And not, you know, super in-depth, obviously, just within an hour. But got to give some basics about shamanism, how they can be used um, now, some of it we did talk about. Actually, we talked about we talked about house cleansings um, that anybody could use, as long as you had the right mindset. And so, basically, how um, shamanism and other spiritual, you know, shaman, especially the shamanic tradition, can fit in with with paranormal investigations and and also helping people with with paranormal issues um, is going to be the uh, the crux of it. Um, so we'll go over some things about shamanism, how I learned it and about it. Um, and how it relates and how, you know, and again, I will teach a little bit about how you can use it to help and protect yourself because I'm real big into protection. When people go, I don't think a lot of times people are really um, good about protecting themselves. They see it as a, uh, just a scientific exercise, and I think that's the exact wrong way to go into it um, because there's certain things that could clasp onto you and things like that um, in my belief. And so it's, it's also teaching you how to be safe and how to um, help yourself if, if something should happen um, that you know you're you're not if you're attacked or if something gloms onto you and things like that. So it'll be informative and whatnot. We'll also do a couple. We'll probably do a song and a story. I always do songs and stories. Nice. Uh, yeah, first, a, a song. Uh, oh yeah. You bet you. I'll bring my drum. My drum will come with me, and um, we'll sing some songs and do a little teaching and um, tell a story. I always tell stories. Um, so I. You, you mentioned it at the beginning, and I, I caught on to it at the moment, but I forgot to follow up on it. And bringing up the drum, so a lot of people talk about the first time experience they get into, or a way to get into their, um, I don't know, metaphysical self is through drumming or harmonics. Mm-hmm. One is, way, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that I would love to. Uh, work on with you to talk Excellent. with you a little about so definitely um, I believe that 100% it's um, especially in shamanism the drum means so much I, it's part of ceremony it's part of the um, preparing you to travel between worlds and um, it's just an amazing thing matter of fact I'll bring you I'll make sure I'll bring you you guys each a drumming tape 
that you can use um, and I'll give you some things you can do to help yourselves out because it's hard to drum for yourself I've got some really good drumming tapes uh, CDs so that'd be great I will definitely uh, let you guys each a copy yeah, awesome. awesome well thank you let our listeners know where to find you online ah you can find me at um, on Twitter you can follow me at Coyote Chris S um, on Facebook it's Coyote Chris Sutton um, on the web, it's www.coyotechris.com. And let's see, I'm on Instagram, but I forgot what my name is on that. <laughs> so um, I just never know. Um, I, you know, I just, I just signed up for Instagram Periscope, so I don't know how that shit works yet. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to get get all all kinds of hip and everything now. But I, the social media stuff is very helpful. I've met so many cool people out there. Um, can I kind of talk about some other stuff with some my uh, stuff I'll be doing? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I've got some local stuff going here. I'm not sure may, if anybody from Rollins will be listening, but I'll be at um, It's Raining Zen doing a class on the 25th on shamanism. That's 25th of May. 15th of June, I'll be doing a class on, um, well, actually, the first one's on developing your psychic potential. The, the one June 15th is going to be um, Intro to Psychic, Intro, intro to Shamanism. Um, obviously, August 6th and 7th, I'll be at the Kansas City Paranormal Convention, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, September 30th, October 1st and 2nd, I'll be a guest speaker at the Scarefest in Lexington, Kentucky, and I'll be at the Scarefest Radio booth because um, I'm also a, I'm a co-host on Scarefest Radio and on Paranormal Filler. I'm on there quite a bit, too. And this is I, I, I just, I'm still kind of feeling really good about this. I'm, I'm just signed with um, Ravens Rain Entertainment. Uh, event and so um, I'm represented now of all things and so I'm, I was probably kind of happy about that. That's awesome. Yeah, man. It's, uh, Jason goes. He texts me. I, I put it out. <laughs> I put it out there. He t- he texts. This is gonna. This isn't gonna affect our your appearances. Yeah. I said no. I said we're still cool, man. I'm, I would I would never do that to anybody. You know, we we already had an agreement, so we're 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 good to go. You should have flipped it on him. It should have been like, hey, it's gonna cost you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He said, well, we can just take you off the list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, oh, I'm, I was looking forward to it too much, and like I said, you guys seem like great guys. I would never, I would never do that to anybody anyway. But because um, I'm in, I'm not in it for me. I'm just in it to, to, to have fun and to help people. And um, you know, I don't mind making a buck. Don't get me wrong. But um, basically, that's why I'm, I'm here to help people and to, to help you know share things and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, you got some good guys there. Antonio Paris is is a, is great. Um, I've yeah. heard him before, um, and then you know. Josh and you know meeting you and I, Scott and Scott Lachance lives over in St. Louis and I've never met the guy so I'm looking forward to meeting Scott and some of these other guys there. There so. is a small chance Stephen Lachance Steve, yes, is sorry. not going to make it. Ooh, it doesn't have anything to do with the conference. Uh, I'm not going to air too much. I'm not going to say anything about it on the air, but I'll tell you off the air. Okay. Um. Anyways, thank you very much for coming on. I look forward to seeing you at the conference and we'll probably interview you again then so yeah oh, most be great. likely be great Jason Josh and you guys are great this one this is a great show I really had a good time awesome thank you so much thank you man and Bye, I'll boy. talk to you soon okay all right thanks Bye. a lot oh now all right guys so there you have it Chris Sutton coyote Chris um th- what that was a great interview man yeah, it was good. Like that was, it. yeah. I, I was. There was you a few times there. Uh, I was search them out. 
Yeah, oh yeah, for Let sure. Let him know you listen to him on the show and ask away. He seems to know what he's talking about as well as still learning. So yeah, plus he he's got some pretty cool ideas too uh, on the subject. And like you said, you know, he's not afraid to just say the fact that I, you know. I don't know, or I'm I'm working on that, or that's a really cool thought that I'm going to entertain for a minute. You know, it's he just yeah. seems like a very open and honest guy. Yeah, definitely. What did you have something happen there? No, I was just looking around. Oh, you looked around <laughs> like there was something going on behind you. <laughs> I was just looking around. Yeah. We start talking like ghosts and demons and all this weird spooky shit, and I'm just like, the fuck was yeah. that, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I, I think we should mention our uh, hey. usual, usual things. Rate and review us on iTunes. You know what I want? Yeah. You know what I want to <laughs> fucking mention though. I want to mention this. Okay. I want to mention this. If this is it's it's Friday. This is your birthday. Okay. This is your birthday. We are going to be. At Big Rip Brewing Company. And what time are we going to be there, my friend? Tonight. When are we going to be there? Tonight. 7 p.m. I should be there by. I'm going to be there by 7 o'clock. Tonight. Y'all need to come out, hang out with Jason, hang out with myself, Smack Jason on the booty a few hundred times and buy him a drink. We're going to get him nice and shitty and send him home to his wife. It's going to be amazing. No, my wife will be there. Oh, she's going to be there? Okay, perfect. Then yeah, she can so drive you home. Yeah, could really smack on my booty very much around her. I'm going to smack on your booty in front of your wife. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right now. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of you. <laughs> You'll be like, I never want to be seen in public with Josh ever again. It'll be fine. Well, that's I gotta like bite my tongue every time I'm with you, anyways. Why? <laughs> you have to bite your tongue. What do you mean? Oh, I can't say. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank our sponsor, Big Rip Brewing. That's where we're gonna be for my birthday tonight. Come tonight. have a beer with me. Yes. Come have a beer. Or six. You'll be able to see what we're talking about, how good their beer is. And not only are we going to be there tonight, they are going to be on our show next Tuesday. That's right. Yes. That is giving right. Giving away stuff. Yeah, they're going to be giving away some stuff. It'll be great. Cannot wait for this. Hell and if you yes. want to see Chris speak in person, come to the Kansas City Paranormal Conference. Absolutely. Josh will be there. I'm going to be there. As long or as well as a lot of other people, a shit ton of other people are going to be there too. It's going to be great. Yep, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right, everybody, get done with this show. Start uh, blasting Jason with all the happy birthday wishes. Annoy the shit out of him, and then tonight we're going to get him drunk. You know what we should do? We should do a drunk. Never mind. That's a bad idea. Not even going there. I'm like, we should record we'll, something. We'll have like, no, we're not going to do However many people show up just uh, like drunkenly like yelling in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's possible. We do need to take like a gigantic like group picture though tonight. Yeah. We need to post that on like, uh, I don't know, all like all the social media. How about that? 
Definitely. Speaking of social media and all that fun, fun crap, reach out to us. 913-730-7255. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. At Ectoplasm Show on Instagram and Twitter. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. And ectoplasmshow.com. Hell yeah. Hells yeah. And rate and review us on iTunes. <laughs> yes, and go buy tickets to our micro event with Nick Redfern at Malvern Manor. I cannot fucking wait for that. I'm already, I'm just jonesing, chomping at the bit for this. Yes. Oh my God. Can't wait. You will not regret it. No, I guarantee you will it. not. You will not. I guarantee it. Guaranteed. Hell yeah. All right. Get off of here. And go wish Jason a happy birthday. We'll see some of you guys tonight in Kansas City at Big Rip. And we'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.